welcome to the EndoBabe podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Bree. I'm an ultrasound tech turned endometriosis coach, positivity and self-love advocate, a seven on the Enneagram, and a proud dog mom. I'm on a mission to help you thrive with endometriosis. On the EndoBabe podcast, we dive deep into all things endometriosis, mindset, self-love, health, and so much more. This is a badass podcast for badass endobabes, and I want you to leave this podcast feeling inspired and empowered on your own health journey with more confidence and the belief that you too can have more good days than bad. Are you with me, babes? See you in the podcast. Hello, and welcome to the endobabe podcast. Welcome to episode two of the endobabe podcast. I am so, so, so excited to be doing this, and thank you again for coming on this journey with me. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about my endometriosis journey and kind of how I got to where I am right now. Um, so my symptoms kind of started when I was 15 or 16 when I was in high school, and I always had this random severe abdominal pain. My pain was never correlated to my periods. It was kind of all over my entire abdomen and it would almost make me pass out. I remember being on dance team and getting just this like sharp stabbing pain that would come in waves and then I'd be fine. Um, I remember thinking that I had like a stomach ulcer or something like that, which obviously was not the case. (laughs) Um, But yeah, my journey kind of started when I was 15 or 16 and I would have this random pain. And then when I was about 17 years old is when I started having like bowel symptoms and my parents were going through a divorce at that time. And so every doctor that I went to, they were like, oh, like, are you getting enough attention at home? And we've done everything that we can. You know, we've tested your stool. We've given you a colonoscopy. Like there's nothing wrong with you. And being a 17-year-old, I was like, oh, shit, like, maybe there is something wrong with me. Maybe this pain is in my head. Like, am I really making this up? Like, are you serious? And that's kind of a scary thought to have, especially when you're 16 or 17, sorry. Um, It's a scary thought for anybody to have at any age to get this feeling that you can't really trust yourself. Like I remember just being angry and being like, of course my pain is real. I don't make myself pass out. I can't even get out of bed sometimes. I have to pull my car over because of the sudden pain that I get. Hurts to go to the bathroom, sex hurts, everything hurts. Like, what do you mean you can't find anything? Um, And so obviously I blew that doctor off and just started going to the ER pain. And I was in and out of the ER for the next four years before I got a diagnosis. It took me four more years to get a diagnosis, four more years of pain, four more years of ER visits, being told that I was making up my pain, told that I was drug seeking, being told that it was normal for girls to have period pain and just to suck it up. Like I said, I had a colonoscopy because I had all these GI issues. They put me on multiple birth control pills to regulate my really heavy periods. They did everything except for suggest that maybe I had endometriosis. And so finally, when I was 21, um, my mom was living over in Washington State at the time and she was working with this doctor 
And she was kind of telling him about my symptoms and how I was going to all these doctors. Nobody said or thought that anything was wrong with me. And he was like, oh, no way. Like, that totally sounds like endometriosis. Like, have her come over and have a visit with me. And we can do an exploratory lap if that's what we both decide is a good idea. And so I drove all the way over. I was living in Montana at the time to Washington to stay with my mom. And I saw this doctor and he did an ultrasound and I had a bunch of cysts on my ovaries. And so we, I went in for my exploratory lap and I was diagnosed finally with endometriosis. I finally had a name to my pain, which was relieving and terrifying all at the same time. Um, that surgery, after that surgery, I was told that my bowels were adhered to my abdominal wall. I had endometriomas, which are blood-filled cysts on my ovaries. I had endometriosis adhesions on my fallopian tubes, like blocking them, causing them to be filled with fluid. No wonder I was in so much pain. I had endometriosis. I finally had a name to my pain. But unfortunately, the surgery that that doctor performed was coagulation surgery, which uh, basically just burns the top layer of your organs and doesn't get the roots, again, of the endometriosis out. And so I was having more pain again in like two to three months, which sucks. It was devastating. I was so angry because I thought that I had a cure for my endometriosis. But Um, little did I know that that was just the very beginning of a very, very long road of surgeries and medicines and all sorts of stuff. Um, and so then that surgery was in the end of 2012. And then in February of 2014, I underwent surgery again because my pain just never stopped. It came back after those two months and it never went away. Um, and so we went back into the same physician and had endometriosis, laparoscopic coagulation surgery again. And so again, I was having pain like a month or two after that surgery. And so that's when I got put on Lupron for six months. And that was a terrible, horrendous experience. I got severely depressed. They had to give me estrogen add back therapy. Um, My hair was falling out. My I broke a bunch of bones after that. I now have thyroid issues because of that. Um, If I could go back and never do Lupron again, I would never do Lupron again. But that isn't an option. So we're just going to keep moving forward. But at that point in my life, like I was angry. I was pissed off at my body. Like, why is my body failing me? Why did I get endometriosis? Why me? Why can't I live a normal life? I was furious with everyone and everything. I was mad at my body for being sick. I was mad at myself for getting endometriosis. I was nonchalantly upset with my friends because they were living this normal pain-free life. I was mad at doctors for taking so long to diagnose me. I was mad at my current doctor for not curing, air quotes, curing my endometriosis with that surgery. Um, I was mad at Lupron for not working because I continued to have pain all throughout uh, that treatment. And I couldn't understand what I did to cause this to myself. And it took a long time. um, But I realized that being mad wasn't hurting anybody but me. Living in that place of anger was only making things worse for me. My thoughts were always negative. I was always kind of feeling upset at things. And it was really just dragging me down into this low vibrational energy 
that definitely was not helping me heal at all. I had to come to the realization that it wasn't anybody's fault that I got endometriosis. It wasn't my body's fault for getting sick. It wasn't anything that I did or anyone that caused it. It really wasn't anybody's fault. And so this anger that I was having was kind of warranted in a way, but not for as long as I was angry. Um, And so when I finally came to that realization that it wasn't anybody's fault and that it wasn't helping me heal to be this angry, that's when things really started to kind of change for me. Like I realized that nobody was just going to hand me a cure for endometriosis. I mean, there still isn't even a cure for endometriosis today. But if I wanted to start feeling better, I had to really show up for myself. I had to pull myself out of the trenches of that negativity and all that negative energy that I was surrounding myself with and really believe in the woman that I wanted to be. Not the woman who was negative and mad all the time. I wanted to be a woman who took care of herself and really loved herself. And so over the last couple of years, I've really pulled myself out of that negative space and out of that constant negative victim blame mode. And so instead of starting to think of why me, why did this happen to me? Instead, I started to think of the woman that I wanted to become. Like, what if things could be better for me? Like, what if I could have less pain? What if I could have more good days? What if I really love my body? What if I understood what was happening with my endometriosis and my body? What if I could create more space for positivity and love in my life? And so that idea of what if changed my life forever. Because what if I could really do it? Like really what if? And so I started to search for at least one other woman with endometriosis who had found relief from her endo. And again, this was like 2012, 2013 maybe. Um or I guess 14, because it was after my second surgery. Sorry, guys. Um, And I couldn't really find much. I mean, Instagram was brand new then. I wasn't really on Twitter. I didn't really use Facebook other than like showing pictures to my family. Um, And so I couldn't really find much. I didn't find a woman at that time who, online at least, who had found relief from her endometriosis. So I decided then and there that I was going to become that woman. And you guys are probably rolling your eyes right now, (laughs) but I chased after that dream of what if, and ever since then, I have created more space for positivity and love in my life. I have learned to love my body through endometriosis. I do have more good days than bad, and I've really become partners with my illness. Like I've improved my mindset, my quality of life, and my overall well-being, but I'm not 100% pain-free. Like I... I'm not sure if I ever will be. I still have ovulation pain. Um, And in the beginning of 2019, so this year, um, I started to have a lot of pain again. I had my first like full-blown flare, first one in like five years where I was vomiting all day. I was like pins and needles, like my skin hurt. Um, And it was that that really urged me to find an excision surgery specialist, sorry, because I knew that the surgeries that I had prior were coagulation surgery, um, which just burns your entire top layer of your organs, causing more scar tissue, causing adhesions. And so I really wanted to have proper excision surgery because I know that that is super beneficial. It's really the gold standard for endometriosis care. 
to get in there and get that out. And so lucky for me, there's a doctor here in Austin, Dr. Garza, um, who took insurance and I made an appointment with him. Um, and so I went underwent excision surgery in May of 2019. And because my two previous surgeries, again, were coagulation surgeries, um, I had so much scar tissue that was trapping and constricting my organs and my left lower quadrant where all that pain was. And it was just causing me a ton of pain. Um, and so Dr. Garza excised all of that out. He got all of the rest of the endometriosis that he could find. And now today, which is like five months later, or almost six months, I guess, because it's November, um, I only have ovulation pain. Like my periods are short, light, and pain-free. Well, they're not 100% pain-free, but basically pain-free. Um, I still have like a little bit of nerve pain here and there, but I'm going to be exploring um, acupuncture for that because the way Dr. Garza explained it to me was that when you have that chronic pain in that area for so long, like even though he removed the endometriosis and the adhesions, you still have pain pathways from your brain to that area. It's kind of like muscle memory, I guess you could call it. Um, and so even though everything's gone, your brain still sends pain path, like pain signals to that area. Um, and so acupuncture is really supposed to be beneficial for things like that. So I will be, um, doing some acupuncture here. I haven't started yet, but I will keep you guys updated on that as well. Um, but this is why it's so important to have excision surgery by a trained endometriosis specialist from the very, very beginning, your first surgery. Um, and I know that's not realistic for everybody. And I know that it wasn't even on my radar when I first got diagnosed. I was just so happy that a doctor was finally taking my pain seriously. And I took what he was saying and the surgeries that he was performing as truth and assumed that he was doing the most up-to-date surgery technique that was available at the time. But unfortunately, he wasn't because he was performing coagulation surgery and not excision surgery. Um, which led to my having to have surgery again seven years later to have excision surgery to get everything in that scar tissue that was caused from my surgeries removed again. And unfortunately, my story is not that uncommon. There are about 175 million women worldwide that have endometriosis. And the reality is that that number is probably a lot higher due to the lack of understanding from our medical, medical community, the outdated information they're still teaching in medical school, and the delay in diagnosis of this disease. It takes an average 10 years to get diagnosed with endometriosis, which is freaking insane. 10 years. And it's so sad because the most common surgery that is still being performed today by normal OBGYNs is coagulation surgery, which, which leads to more pain and scar tissue, prolonging pain and suffering for so many women. But I will say that I still live by my what ifs today. And one that I couldn't really get out of my head was what if I could become the woman that I needed when I was first diagnosed with endometriosis? What if... I could be her and I could help other women. And so thus endo babe empowerment was born, which is my, my coaching business. So I started this business with a mission to help ease the burden of endometriosis, to help women with endometriosis, learn to live with and be partners with their disease and help them learn how to love themselves through their diagnosis. Because I know how hard it is. 
to do that. And I know that support is much needed. And so I am here to help babes. And I want you to know that you are not alone. There are millions of us out here supporting each other, fighting for diagnosis, fighting for better treatment, fighting for better health care. And united, we are so much stronger. So don't hesitate to reach out. I will always be here for you. I am always just a message away. So thank you so much for tuning in today, babes. If you thought that this was helpful, please subscribe to the podcast or follow if you're on Spotify and leave me a review. It makes me so happy to hear from you all. I adore you and I believe that you don't deserve to feel like shit. You deserve to have a normal life despite having endometriosis. So I love you. I hope you have a great day and I will see you on next week's episode of the Endo Babe Podcast.